0: Dan Snyder is out. Josh Harris is in how it happened and what it means right now on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, of course, you can subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts for free, absolutely everywhere. You can get this show, you can get it absolutely free. If you're on YouTube, and you like the fact that Josh Harris is the new owner of the Washington Commanders. Give this episode a like as well to help other Commanders celebrate, Commanders fans, celebrate with us here today. TGIF, it is Friday, and you can continue this conversation with me over on Subtext by going to joinsubtext.com slash Commanders. I'm your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at DHarrison82, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the program on today's episode of Lockdown Commanders. We're talking about the sale of the Washington Commanders and what better way to enter. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's going to be a beautiful weekend for you. It's beautiful where I am weather-wise. So hopefully, wherever you are, uh, it's going to be beautiful weather-wise as well. So you can appreciate the sale, not the upcoming sale, not the potentially happening sale a final approved sale of the Washington Commanders. You know what? If you're watching or listening to this on Friday, because I am dropping this episode early, if you're watching or or listening to this episode on Friday, it may even be closed. Like right now, the closing still has to be done, right? There's still a a few little administrative hurdles that have to be cleared, but don't worry about that. If you're listening to this before that happens, don't worry about it. It's going to happen. If you're listening to this after the fact, it's already done. We're going to start today's episode talking about Thursday, though, because on Thursday, the NFL officially approved the sale of the Washington Commanders to a group uh, of new owners led by Josh Harris. And according to a statement from the league, the sale was approved unanimously, meaning that every owner in the NFL voted to go through with a record-setting $6.05 billion sale. And if you're you're in every day you remember earlier in the week, we talked about the Washington Post reports uh, from Mark Maskey and from Nikki Javala, doing a great job over there. And they spoke to people close to the finance committee, close to the voting process, And those people spoke with confidence and said they thought there would be a a unanimous approval of the financing plan and then a unanimous decision uh, to go forward with the sale. And indeed, a unanimous decision to vote Josh Harris as the new principal owner of the Washington Commanders. Next up, like I said, it's going to be the closing, the official closing of the deal, which is expected to be done by Friday afternoon. And as we discussed yesterday and earlier in the week, there's expectations that Harris and possibly some other members, do you believe in magic? Perhaps some other members of the ownership group will make an appearance at Friday's Pep Rally at FedEx Field. So if you are there, uh, have a blast. Enjoy it. Soak it up. You know what I mean? It's it's not a win on the scoreboard. It's not a win in the standings. But it, it's it's a win. I don't even know if that's a word anymore, but it's, it's a win. Now, this, of course, puts to bed, for the most part, a prolonged battle between former owner, former owner Dan Snyder and the court of public opinion, low fan approval ratings, workplace efficiency, treatment of employees, financial deceit against fans and other NFL owners, and of course, a congressional inquiry on top of multiple independent investigations. Uh, In a statement following the vote, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said, quote, Congratulations to Josh Harris and his impressive group of partners. Josh will be a great addition to the NFL. He has a remarkable record in business, sports, and in his communities. The diverse group that Josh has put together is outstanding for its business acumen and strong Washington ties, and we welcome welcome them to the NFL as well. Goodell also said in another statement, I met Josh, quote, I met Josh several years ago prior to his acquisition of an interest in the Steelers and have been fortunate to get to know him better over the past few months. I know he was a he has a commitment to winning on the field, but also to running an organization that everyone will be proud of and to make positive contributions in the community. Now, in his own statement, Harris said he met with the media briefly uh, following the sale. And here's what Harris had to say. I'm going to read the entire quote for usually I kind of paragraph these or, or paraphrase these. I'm gonna read this whole thing to you. He said, "Quote: As a lifelong Washington football fan, I grew up in Chevy Chase. I'm incredibly excited and humbled by the opportunity to serve alongside my partners as stewards of this great franchise on behalf of the city of Washington, D.C. One of my first memories as a child was walking down East Capitol Street, walking into RFK Stadium, hearing the roar of the crowd, feeling the rumble. I grew up watching Sonny Jurgensen, Billy Kilmer, Joe Theismann, Mark and Doug Williams, the Hogs, Joe Gibbs, Daryl Green, Art Monk, and three. Super Bowls. That's the Washington, then Redskins, now Commanders, that I remember. This franchise is part of who I am and who I've become as a person, but being a fan is not enough. To be successful, we understand that we need to win championships, create a positive impact on the community, and create create incredible memories and great experiences for our fan base, much like I had as a youth growing up in Washington. To our team and the incredible fan base in Washington, a new era of Washington football is here. It's time to get to work. End quote. What do I take away from Josh Harris's initial comments as the owners of the Washington as the owner of the Washington Commanders? Restoration. Restoration of this franchise, not rebuilding of this franchise. Rebuilding means you're tearing something down and you're building it back up. And when you do that, there's little to no remnants of what was before. That is not what Josh Harris is talking about. He's talking about walking down East Capitol Street. He's talking about RFK. He's talking about Sonny. He's talking about Joe. Mark Rippon, Doug Williams, the Hogs, he's talking about history. He's talking about a storied franchise, one of the most storied franchises in the National Football League, a franchise that, quite honestly, the National Football League simply would not be what the National Football League is today without the presence of this franchise and its history and its great players and its championships. That is what Josh Harris is talking about, restoring the glory, restoring the team to a winning way, restoring the presence of great players. And he's already got some on the roster that are well on their on, well on their way. Jonathan Allen is well on his way. Terry McLaurin, certainly well on his way. And there's other guys as well that have that potential. We've talked about Jahan Dotson already being talked about as one of the best young receivers in the game. Sam Howell on a mission this year to prove everybody wrong, including the Washington Commanders, who let him slide four rounds before they went and got him in, in the fifth round. Right, So looking to prove everybody wrong the same way that Tom Brady wanted to prove everybody wrong for making him a sixth round pick. Restoration of this team. We're not wiping anything away. The history is what the history is. The good, the bad. You want to get back to the good. You want to learn from the bad. And I think something that Josh Harris said before his actual official statement, uh, when Roger Goodell was turning the mic over to him, he said, "I'm not. we're not going to let you down. And I don't know what Roger Goodell said to him, but there was a little bit of a knowing chuckle there, right? And I can only imagine what I would say to him in that situation, given what we just come through and what we're moving on to. So they understand the situation. They know the score. They know where they're starting. They know how far behind... They are as a franchise right now. And this guy wants to get it right. We'll see what happens in the next 24 years. You know what I mean? The words are great. But I like the fact that this isn't just about moving forward. This isn't just about we're cutting it. We're cutting the tape. And now we're only recording what happens next. No, we're not cutting the tape, guys. The tape is there. And you know what? Some of that tape, it's really good. It's really great, actually. And we want to get that tape back. We want to attach great tape to the future and surround that bad tape with good tape, great tape. And that's what I take away from Josh Harris's initial comments. Commander Sands have been texting me through subtext and celebration. Even Some are even asking me great questions that I don't have the law degree to answer, but I'm trying to get the answer for you guys. And of course, we will get to all of those questions, all of those reactions further down the line uh, here on the program. But for now, we're focusing on what's happening today. Then we're going to turn the page towards what's happening in the future. And after all the drama and the hiding on yachts in international waters. Lifelong Washington fan, Dan Snyder turned owner, completely decimated the franchise's reputation, ushered in a highly contentious name change, including the apparent, not confirmed, but apparent unwillingness to pay the licensing fees to give the fans the name that they might actually be able to support more willingly than commanders, and will still walk away with $6.05 billion. That's more than $1 billion per playoff appearance that his team made in the 24 years of the Dan Snyder error. But he's not keeping all of it. Why? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors, our partners. At eBay Motors, have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So, with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football, snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and first pick in the second round. You will be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when you take Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor and Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb back to back while taylor is a perfect rebound candidate in a more run friendly overall offense in indianapolis chubb is also set to dominate with more of the combined workload in cleveland Vinny Iyer from locked on fantasy football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and ebay motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle ebay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guarantee fit, fit only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions apply mm-hmm. thanks again for making a lot of time to manage your first listen or viewed today and every day and every day is as always i appreciate you coming through especially during this debt period you guys have come through like champions during this dead period. A lot of rankings, a lot of projections. Uh, we might have a little bit more of that coming up, but Wednesday, Wednesday, we're out of training camp, guys. Wednesday, we are out at training. We're out of practice. We're talking about practice, right? We're, we're not talking about the game yet, but we're talking about practice. And you know what? This time of year, talking about practice is beautiful. But before we get to practice, we do have to talk about the turning of the page, figuratively, symbolically, from one error, error one era of, of really bad... Washington, honestly, football on the field for the most part, uh, outside so of a few anomalies and off the field especially, right? To a certain extent, a lot of the off-field issues and drama that have been building and then pouring out over the last few years, but really building over the last near quarter decade uh, almost immediately came to uh, an end as well when the NFL immediately released the results of the Mary Jo White investigation and announced in the same release that they were finding former Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder, a record-setting, 60 million dollars in the statement roger goodell said quote we appreciate the diligence thoroughness and professionalism of miss white and her team throughout this process we pledge to share her findings publicly and are doing so today the statement continued quote the conduct substantiated in miss white's finding has no place in the nfl we strive for workplaces that are safe respectful and professional what miss johnston experienced is inappropriate and contrary to the nfl's values end quote now miss johnson of course Former Washington employee who accused Dan Snyder of, I mean, sexual, sexual harassment, sexual assault, unwanted sexual advances uh, after what was supposed to be a business meeting. Uh, Ms. White's findings report found that those, those accusations were substantiated and in part led to the fine that was levied on Dan Snyder on his way out the door of the uh, National Football League. Now, that fine, that $60 million fine, breaks a previous record of $10 million which was the previous heaviest fine ever initiated by the National Football League. And that was issued to, you guessed it, the Washington Commanders in 2021 after another investigation found that a workplace environment in Washington was toxic, especially for female women employees. And I haven't had time to go through the full Mary Jo White report as of right now. wanted to get this episode out to you guys as soon as possible. But the fact that this fine is $50 million richer than that previous record. And when you go by individual fines, right, the previous highest fine levy to an individual person, it was a player, was $5 million. So this fine to an individual, Dan Snyder, breaks that record by $55 million. So the fact that you got a $50 million record-setting fine, a $55 million record signed in another category or fine in another category, that tells you how bad things really are. Now, I'm going to be spending part of my weekend, unfortunately, reading that report, and I don't want to read it, but I feel like as And as as a reporter of this team, of this franchise, it's important that I know the history of this franchise. And even as we're moving on from Dan Snyder, need to keep that information uh, and at least have it known. Right. I'd like to tell you that fine as well was the last that we're going to hear Dan Snyder. But unfortunately, it's not going to be because with the case still pending about John Gruden and the leaked emails uh, that led to his resignation as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, every day as we've done a lot of talking about that here uh, in the last week or so. But with those accusations, accusations, and the ESPN report coming out that claimed that Snyder, and of course, the lawsuit claims that Snyder, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, his lead counsel, uh, and the CEO of Rock Nation all conspired or contributed to a potential conspiracy uh, to out the coach's unacceptable email correspondence for the sake of saving public face for Dan Snyder. He was trying to shift attention to somebody else, Roger Goodell. He was trying to settle a vendetta, uh, and Rock Nation. I'm not really sure. Like, just, just trying to. Get a favor in their back pocket, apparently, for somebody. Um, That whole situation is still to come. And even more about what has been going on under Snyder is sure to come out uh, in those proceedings, unless a settlement is reached at some point and everybody signs NDAs and just doesn't talk anymore. So that's going to come. So we're not, unfortunately, completely done with Dan Snyder, but I promise you, we will only talk about things that need to be talked about because they do pertain to what has happened or what is happening with the franchise. If it doesn't pertain, or if it's rumor, or if it's conjecture, or if it's not worthwhile. We will not talk about it. Okay, that's the promise that I make to you. And if you feel that I step outside the lines of that, by all means, call me out. And if if I if I learn the error of my ways, I will admit to you uh, that maybe I stepped outside of that promise. So that's a promise I make to you. You hold me accountable for it. We will get through this together. Now, before we take a look at what's ahead for Josh Harris and the Washington Commanders franchise, let's take a look at some significant moments from the Snyder era now that it's coming to a close and will be completely past its time once we resume next week's episodes and get into uh, the week of training camp. But like we look at a lot of rookies in the NFL, I thought it'd be interesting to compare the rookie owners, the last two rookie owners, Dan Snyder's first year uh, and look at what what happened before him as well. So before Snyder, who fired his coach less than two full seasons into his ownership while his team was in the playoff hunts, there was Jack Kent Cook, uh, the legend who owned the franchise from 1969 through 1996 before, unfortunately, passing away prior to the 1997 season. From there, his estate ran the team until it was sold to Snyder in 1999. Now, we're going to start with head coaches, arguably the most important staffing decision an owner can make. When Snyder took over control of the team, the head coach was Norv Turner. And in their first season together, Turner led the team to a 10-6 regular season record, which led to a wild card win over the Detroit Lions. A divisional round loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who would go on to win the Super Bowl, I think, two years later. Uh, after that, the following season, so Schneider's second season in charge, Turner was fired after a seven and six start to the season. At the time, Washington legend Joe Theismann was working for ESPN and said, "quote It doesn't make sense to fire your coach when you still have a shot at the playoffs. I don't see what is accomplished by firing your head coach at this point. It isn't in the best interest of the team." End quote. So. Snyder era got off to a rocky start to begin with, and beginning with Terry Rabisky as the interim head coach. After that, the franchise didn't have a single coach get a winning record while they were with the team. In fact, Washington itself experienced just four winning seasons and finished in the top half of the NFC. East, So first or second, just six times from 1999 to 2022, a far cry from where the franchise came before Snyder arrived. And as far as players are concerned, when you look at first round picks in the Snyder era. Uh, one of them turned out to be a great pick Washington landing cornerback champ Bailey. Uh, but he only spent five years of his 15 year hall of fame career with the franchise. So that fact alone, you could actually chalk up that selection as a loss, but that really will kind of depend on how you feel about Clinton Portis. If you think getting Clinton Portis was worth it, maybe it's a win. If you think you should have kept champ Bailey, then maybe you think it's a loss. So that's kind of up for a little bit of debate. Those of you who remember watching those, those, those teams, Maybe you can can weigh in. I did not watch those teams closely uh, during that period period of time. I was in my first year or two uh, in the United States Army, and I was in Germany, so I was not focused on what was happening back in Washington. Believe me, I was was just trying to hold on for dear life to survive uh, at that point in time. Uh, But then you look at some draft picks, right? LeVar Arrington, Chris Samuels, uh, Carlos Rogers, Brian Arakbo, Trent Williams, Ryan Kerrigan, Brandon Shirk, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Some really good names, right? But what those guys represent is the nine of 16 first round picks that have stayed in washington lasted in washington beyond their first five seasons we're not counting sean taylor so sean taylor would be first round pick number 17. obviously he didn't make it five years or past five years but we're not counting him. so we take it down to 16. so nine and 16 some didn't make it all the way there and and even those who did honestly sometimes trent williams for example uh they made it past five years but when they left they left on very bad terms with a bad taste in their mouth about the franchise right that's 56 percent. so 56 percent of first round picks made it past their fifth year uh, in the nfl with the washington franchise that's not what you want uh, if you're trying to build a successful team so what should we expect from josh harris in the first 90 days 180 days and 365 days as he looks to get this team back on track to glory days of old that's next on today's episode of locked on commanders <laughs> So what's next for Josh Harris now as the new principal owner of the Washington Commanders? You know, I'm not talking about what's going to happen on Friday. What's he doing on Saturday? What's he eating for lunch on Sunday? We're looking at the next 90 days, the next 180 days, and the next 365 days on Josh Harris's calendar as the new owner of the Washington Commanders. Remember, he's still co owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, co owner of the New Jersey Devils, right? But he's also the new owner of or principal owner of the Washington Commanders. So in the next 90 days, here's kind of what I have expected. For Josh Harris, we're going to go from sale of the team to October 18th in the next 90 days. Now that's just after Week Six of the regular season, so we'll be close to close to halfway. We'll be a third of the way through the regular season. What I expect from Josh Harris is for fan engagement to rise. Right now, again, he's reportedly going to attend the pep pep rally on Friday. That's a good first step. Uh, I recently came up with an idea. We had a question previously in the week about the contracts from uh, first round pick Emmanuel Forbes, second round pick Quan Martin they haven't been signed yet i presume they haven't been signed yet because they need a new owner to agree to the bonus payouts so that those bonuses can be paid out um if josh harris is on board look while he's on the plane from minnesota to dc to to do this this fedex field pep rally brief him on the contracts if he agrees to the contracts let's get emmanuel let's get Quan, let's get him to fedex field let's get their families to fedex field let's have those two guys sign their contracts at the pep rally at fedex field with the new owner present that's a pretty good way to start your time, right? I think, anyway, I thought it was a good idea. I don't know. I like me. Uh, 2000 seat bleacher section at the practice facility for training camp. That's another step forward in the fan engagement uh, opportunities. Gift bags are getting put together to be handed out there. And there's actually some pretty decent stuff there from the pictures that I've seen. Uh, and transport for fans to attend training camps. You're going to park off site, you're going to be transported to practice. That's pretty cool. Uh, stadium upgrades are happening. And, and, you know, those were planned before Josh Harris officially took over. But I have the feeling that those are probably being financed uh most mostly at least by josh harris and then community events i don't know what those are yet but i know there are some coming so keep your eyes peeled uh your ears peeled for that as well that would be to be determined so the next 90 days expect all that stuff some of that stuff's already in motion so it's that's you know low-hanging fruit i can i can say i expect 2000 seat bleacher section to be a practice for training camp because they're there um but so that's the first 90 days of of uh josh harris's uh, situation. But if you notice what I didn't say is no major staff moves, right? Don't fire your head coach. Don't fire your team president. Not 90 days in, uh, not right before the season starts or not in the beginning of the season, right? Even if this team is 0 and 6, there's no reason in my eyes, in my opinion, to go firing Ron Rivera at 0 and 6. I'm sure some of you will and would certainly disagree with me. And you know what? If we get to 0 and 6, maybe I'll disagree with myself a little bit. Um, No forced resignings or expiring contracts. And I say forced, right? Because we all know Cam Curl's got a contract situation. Montez has a contract situation. Chase Young has a contract situation. Well, you know, let's say Ron Rivera wants to resign Montez and Cam, wants to resign Chase and Cam, wants to resign just Chase. I don't know, wants to resign somebody. Okay, let's let him resign. But I'm talking about forced resignings, and I and I lean on Jay Gruden for this one, right? And Jay has not been completely shy about stories of what uh, what Dan Snyder would do, and recently even come out and say that Dan would essentially force draft picks, force contracts. With no knowledge, Uh, you know, outside of playing Madden on his yacht, probably no knowledge of what he's actually talking about, no knowledge of what he's doing and basically force this on the head coach and the GM and they would have to, uh, you know, take the brunt of the press conferences and all that stuff. So no, no forced resignings, no expiring contracts. That's all I'm asking for from Josh Harrison. First 90 days, don't force your opinion and will on anybody in the building. Let your football people do their football things. That's first 90 days. So community events, fan relations, no major staff decisions, and no forcing of re or contract extensions uh, from Josh Harris. Next 180 days, we're going from the sale of the team to January 16th, 2024, and hopefully we're talking here about a wild-card round win and a divisional round playoff berth for the Washington Commanders. Harris became the co-owner of Philadelphia 76ers in 2011. At the time, Doug Collins was the head coach, and he stayed head coach until 2013. He became the co-owner of the New Jersey Devils in 2013. Peter DeBoer was the coach at the time, and he stayed on until December 2014. What does all that mean? It means that this is not a scorched-earth owner. So I don't expect for Ron Rivera to get fired after the end of the season. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm not saying it definitely won't happen. What I'm saying is it's only going to happen, I believe, given Josh Harris's history as a sports owner. It's only going to happen if he feels like it's the right move to make Not for some arbitrary reason, not for let's reset the reputation, not for let's clean house of everything, Dan Snyder. No, I think that this is only going to happen if he doesn't believe that Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, Jason Wright have a winning formula, a formula that you can win with. Then I think that he makes the moves. But if he feels like Jason Wright, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew and the others have this thing on the right path or a right path, then I believe that he will keep his staff intact. So again that's really my biggest point here is 180 days from now he's going to make a decision hopefully not because hopefully they're in the playoffs but if they're not in the playoffs he's going to make a decision but i don't believe that decision will be made based on anything other than does josh harris believe these people have the right plan in place to create a winner if they're not already winning right so that's the next 180 days next next 365 days Obviously, it will be a year from the sale. We'll be talking about the anniversary of the sale. And we'll be looking back to the last year to see what Josh Harris did uh, and determine whether or not we think he's crazy or not. Uh, it'll be right before his second training camp. Washington currently owns seven picks in the 2024 NFL draft, all of them their own. And they're projected to currently have $67.6 million in cap space, fourth most occurring, according to current projections. That's huge. You talk about restoring a franchise. That's You have all your draft capital intact and you've got $67 million to work with in your salary cap. You also have a potential quarterback playing on a rookie deal in Sam Howell. If this franchise decides to move forward with Sam Howell as your quarterback next year, then I think it probably also means Ron Rivera is around. You also have a potential to draft a quarterback if needed, and likely if the team struggles and they do decide to get a new coach, you're probably looking at a new young quarterback because of that new coach. Because if you're sticking with Howell, to me, it makes very little sense to stick with Howell but go with a different head coach Unless that different head coach is Eric Bieniemy, And that's something that you guys are thinking about. I know you are. I've seen it. We will talk about it at some point, but we're not going to talk about it today. Uh, as many as seven current NCAAF football quarterbacks are thought to have first-round potential. Potential. That doesn't mean there's going to be seven first-round quarterbacks next year. But there are seven quarterbacks on Sports Illustrated Draft Bibles watch list having first-round potential heading into the 2024 college football season. So what I'm telling you is there might be some options for the Washington Commanders to pick from. Or you could go the veteran quarterback route. Kirk Cousins is scheduled to be a free agent next year. So is Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett, all scheduled to be free agents next year. I don't know if any of those really dings your bell, but that option is certainly there. And then the biggest thing, well, it's not the biggest thing, but certainly the biggest thing on a lot of people's minds, have a new stadium plan in place. I would like to see, I would love to see, and I don't know if the politics are really going to allow for it, But I would love to see a new stadium plan in place by this time next year. In fact, do it this time next year. July 20th of 2024, boom, massive press conference at FedEx Field or July 21st, the day that you show up to the pep rally, boom, have another pep rally and unveil your stadium plan. Look, if it's in Maryland, there's going to be some people mad. If it's in D.C., I think there's some people mad, but I think most people will be okay. If it's in Virginia, there's going to be some people mad. Do it. Do your plan. Unveil your plan. Unveil your rudimentary mock-up, whatever it is, your plans for what you want. July 21st, 2024. Let's do it at FedEx Field. I think that would be a great way to celebrate your one-year anniversary. I would love to have a stadium plan in place again. I am not smart on the zoning, the politics of it all, the bills and the the public funding. So maybe that's a pipe dream. Maybe that's too too much to ask so quickly. Uh, There's a reason I'm in sports media and not politics, okay? Um, But I would love to see a new stadium plan in place as much as possible, if not finalized as much as possible by this time uh, 2024. So those are my 30, 90 or 30, 90, 90, 180 and 365 day outlooks for Josh Harris. If you want to add to that to do list for the new Washington commanders owner, Josh Harris, by all means, drop those uh, to do items in the comment box here on YouTube. Not going to do our weekend review on this episode because we had a lot to talk about today and it was a lot of Good stuff, uh, even some of it rooted in bad stuff, but still some good stuff. But make sure you come back. Make sure you go back, check out any episodes that you might have missed, because I might be a little biased here, but I think that all of my episodes are pure commander's content gold. Um, And nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Coming back next week or coming up next week, we're back every single day and every day as we do have another mailbag coming up. So I need your questions for next Tuesday's mailbag. Once again, that's always a great time. I love it. And Monday, we've got our final position group review looking at the secondary because training camp for us starts on wednesday rookies are reporting on friday veterans reporting i believe on monday i don't have my days in front of me i am reporting to training camp on wednesday we will be there i am probably doing my episodes during training camp after practice guys so what's most likely going to happen is tuesday you'll have a normal drop wednesday you're probably not getting an episode so after practice i'll record it in ashburn after practice drop it immediately as soon as it's done same thing thursday same thing friday basically same time if there is practice that's probably how I'll we'll do it. So, you guys get the freshest practice report uh, that I could possibly give you. So come back for that. Come back for next week. Send your questions in the YouTube comments. Hit me up on Twitter. Email them locked at gmail.com or text me via subtext. To do that, go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. And as always, I want to thank you for making locked on commanders your first listen or view of the day and every day, every day. You know, I love you and I appreciate you coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me part of your day, part of your football routine. Celebrate this great day in Washington Commander's history. If you have anything else you want to talk about, make sure you hit me up on subtext or hit me up on Twitter. Till we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.